What's up, guys, and welcome to Straight from the Lions Den podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Kevin Tolliver Lyons, and beside me, we have our other host and my beautiful wife, Virginia Tolliver Lyons. And this is episode three, which we will be talking about uh, the COVID episode uh, update, actually. And I'll let Virginia say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm Virginia, and welcome back to our podcast. So like Kevin said, we're going to talk about um, a little bit of an update, uh, how he's been feeling, how my daughter's been feeling, our daughter Jasmine, um, and also just kind of what's going on right now with people and how they perceive this virus that's actually really devastating a lot of people's lives so we'll have a little chit chat me and him will talk about it with you you'll see where our opinions are and our feelings are this disclaimer this is not to make anyone upset this is not to discredit what someone else believes this is just our opinion of what we believe and if you believe it if, if you are on the same page as we are great if you're not great but People need to know that there are other people that have certain beliefs about certain things. So, Kevin, go ahead. Take it away. So, yes, we're just giving an update on COVID. And I guess, um, so I got the diagnosis. It hit me. Um, I was lethargic. I was tired. I had pains in my kidneys or what felt like my kidney area. I was having these migraine headaches. And um, I think I tested positive twice. Was you tested it? positive twice. Um, you got tested. I think it was August twelfth. You got your, you got tested the thirteenth. You got your results, and then you tested on the ten days later, and you still tested positive. Right. Which people say after ten days should be fine, but yeah, think about it. People still testing positive after ten days. Yeah, and I've heard stories of people testing positive m- months later. But yeah, so then um, we did a uh, I got I did a home. A home COVID test, which was negative, but I was still having some lingering effects. So I had the headache, and basically just the headaches and the, and the tiredness. I just wanted to lay down, and the headaches just knock you out. You just—it's like a migraine. You can't really do anything. It's like, you know, something trying to shoot out of my left eye. So that was horrible. But as of uh, the current situation right now, I'm feeling back to my my. Normal crappy self, no. I'm feeling <laughs> with all my other injuries, so it's just the other injuries. But in terms of COVID, um, I can say that I feel uh, a lot better. Um, sometimes I, the headaches feel like they want to come on, and they don't come on as strong. Uh, but other than that, thank goodness, you know, I'm feeling you know as good as I could possibly be under the circumstances. And um, you know, now I'm really looking forward to ways of strengthening. Uh, my immune system and my body because we have all these variants and all these, you know, different yeah. COVID characters running around yeah. and people are acting, you know, the way they want to act. And so you're not really safe out, you know, you're not safe out in them streets. People tell me, I'm in them streets. Well, guess what? You be in them streets by yourself because, you know, the virtual the virtual world is, is really starting to uh, be something to seriously look at in terms of, you know, working and everything because, 
you know, it's getting rough out there and, and, you know, I don't see it getting any better and not to be, you know, doom and gloom, but, you know, it was bad in March and now they're saying it's worse now where we're supposed to have a handle on it. So based on current logic and how this thing can be stopped, you know, it, it won't really be stopped because you have to have everybody quarantined for at least three months and everybody having both vaccinations and, you know, that's, that's I not, think an impossibility an at this point. Yeah, yeah, based on people's own perceptions. What are your thoughts? I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, is is the situation that is serious? Um, if someone didn't take it seriously when they didn't have it, and they catch it, and now they realize the severity of it, it's not. It's not something easy. It's not easy on the person that has it. It's not easy on the family having to try to take care of them and not catch it themselves. So it, it, it is a lot of work. It's, it's, it's a stressful couple of weeks because I guess it's like technically in the beginning, it was a 14-day quarantine period. That was rough. So that is the rough part. Like, you know, your family member can't really be around you for 14 days, even if they're home. And you can't really, they shouldn't even be walking around the house. So they're pretty much stuck in a room. Well, actually, and hit and, t- and, and talk a little bit about Jasmine's experience. Oh, I mean, Jasmine, I mean. Our six-year-old. That broke my heart because she couldn't, I mean, she was good because she didn't have um, a fever um, 20, 24, after she got tested, she didn't have any more fevers. But she was still positive because I did test her again after 10 days, right before she had to go back to school. And she came back positive again. So I decided as a parent, I'm not going to send her back the first week of school. Let me make sure she gets test negative, which thank God that Friday I tested her. That Saturday she tested negative. I spoke to her teacher. Her teacher clearly understood, very much understood about it. And she actually said, thank you for being that proactive. Don't just send her just because. But um shout out she, to Boulevard Heights Elementary for, you know, uh taking care of all protocols and making sure the kids yes. are safe and the teachers are safe first yes. and foremost. Uh, safety is uh, first. So shout out to them. Um, so, you know, with her, it was it was sad because when she first we told her knowing her knowing what's going on, but she's a very smart little girl. Um she cried. She was upset. She cried. She was upset. She was scared. We told her it was okay. I spoke to some friends that that they gave her some positive reinforcement. So, and I told her, you feel okay? And she said, yeah, I feel okay, mommy. And I was like, okay, so that's what counts. So, but of course, I have to monitor her. Luckily, like I said, fever was gone. Um, she was back to acting her normal self, but in quarantine by herself. And that was lonely for her. And quarantine was difficult, people. Let me tell you, uh, you know, being stuck in your house in one part of the room away from everybody. And, then, you know, people coming in to check on you with a hazmat suit. And, you know, it was rough. Because, I mean, I try to have you both be in the room together, but you were feeling so bad. Yeah, and she was, was feeling so good. It it's was like weird. you can't. It, it, was, it, it was hard for, for Kevin to stay in the room with her because her energy was nowhere close to the energy oh, I couldn't deal he with was it. having or yeah, lack thereof energy. So it was like. You know when you feel so bad that listening hurts or like listening, you just, you you can't even, listening hurts. <laughs> listening will give you a headache. Words 
trying to put words together, sentences didn't make sense. The confusion part was real because no matter how you could talk to me and I just, it wasn't registering. So all I could do was lay down and, and lay down. Yeah. I mean, so it was hard for her and she cried a few times and I would go out. I, I mean, as a, as a mom, you have another choice. You got a six-year-old that's COVID. So it was, like I said, the stress of having not to try to catch it and doing all the precautions not to catch it at the time was hard because I would have to go in there with masks and gloves and everything on. And as soon as I walk out, wash my hands and sanitize my hands and make sure whatever. And it was hard. And she's like, mommy, I want to hug. And I couldn't give her a hug. So imagine, I mean, come on. I was like, so this is what I'm saying. I was like, with parents, I was like, you know, I get it. You don't, you, if whether you believe in it, you don't believe in it, whatever the case is. But if you have a child that's less than the age of 12 that cannot get the vaccine, let's just use our common sense, folks. I mean, this is my personal opinion. Let's just use your common sense. I got a child that's less than the age of 12. They can't get this vaccine. How are they going to feel if they get sick? Now, dead. Now, and then you as a parent and you out there roaming the streets, running the streets, or whatever the case is that you do, or don't want to be vaccinated, or whatever the case is, or don't believe in it, or whatever it is, you have to be able to take that responsibility. Now, you have a responsibility to be able to, like, you know, keep yourself safe so that your child doesn't get it, so they don't have to worry about it. But it's, it's, it's rough. And it's, I mean, and the numbers are going up, and they're going up every single day. Every single day, there's like a certain amount of new cases. If you have to look at it in the in the eye of it, it, it being the state of Florida, um, like there's like three point four nine million cases that's been reported so far since this whole thing started. That's right. And there's like fifty one actually reading the statistic, there's fifty one thousand two hundred and forty deaths in the state of Florida alone. Us living in Broward County. Our numbers are three um, thousand four. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Three hundred and forty-two thousand cases and four thousand two hundred and sixty-one cases. Granted, you might think in the, in the larger scheme of things, that's not a lot of deaths, which is which is a, a positive for also the hospitals in the state of Florida and the nurses and the doctors that have been tirelessly caring for patients and giving the advice and explaining what to do and trying to help them out the best that they can. So that is a very positive, a beautiful thing for them. And we thank them for that. It's not an easy job. It's not an easy job. And it might seem low, but it's still too much. Yeah. And when you think about it, you know, as we just hit uh, the, what is the 20th anniversary of September 11th, um, the, you know, the world changed when 3,000 people um, lost their lives to tragedy. And we're almost globally having that per day. So, you know, if you want to think about the scale and the magnitude of what's going on, just take that into account. And everybody's, you know, oh, well, I'm fine. I'm fine. But <clears throat> I've already known two people that passed from it. And that's just the ones that I know about. So, you know, we just have to be smart. And this is highlighting the lack thereof of intelligence in the general population, which is rather surprising to me. I always thought people were a lot smarter than they are currently acting and letting politics get in the way of just common decency and being a human to another human. And caring for yourself. And, you know, but like I said, this is our opinions. It does not reflect that we will 
look down at anyone for not thinking oh, the way we do. Oh, do you? The, the, the world is a free world. It's not about just the United States but the, free world. The only problem but with that is that do you, but when remember, they do you, they're defecting us now because when they do them, you know. Yeah, but like I said, but it's like I said, it's like it's like, a, it's like a, an opinion. So I don't want anybody to feel any kind of way when they hear it. And so again, like you know, fifty minute hate, eight <laughs> comments on the thing. How can you know? It's not about that. I mean, it's just a matter of using your common sense, folks. We are very smart people. Um, humans are smart people. We have to make wise decisions and deciding whether or not to vaccinate. For example, okay, all right, you know, the big vaccine um, debate that goes on all the time and the debates and this. We vaccinate some people, vaccinate their children when the children are born to protect them from any diseases or viruses that might be out there that they might be able to catch. We do that freely. Some parents are doing like, okay, let's get it done. Yes, do it, do it, do it. Some parents are against it. Some parents are like up and down about it. Some parents are kind of like, you know, but it, it, you know, parents, if they do, they eventually do it. Same thing with this vaccine. And if we need to take a vaccine, we do it. If you're pregnant, the doctor first thing they ask you, have you had your flu shot? Have you had your tetanus shot? If you're pregnant and you don't have a tetanus shot, guess what happens? You get your tetanus shot. If you get the flu shot, you get a flu shot. So if your child is born, you're born your child will be born with antibodies from the tetanus shot. But anyway. The but, other thing is if you ask if you ask everybody's talking about, oh, I don't know what's in it. Well, uh, do you know what's in it? Well, you might know because you're in the medical field, but would you know what generally offhand what's in the flu shot? So somebody said, What's in the flu shot? Would you have the answer to that? To be honest with you, I really can't. Okay, what's in the Tylenol? <laughs> what is in uh what's the what's the what's the what's in the cough syrup that the cough the uh the famous cough syrup everybody take one drip just sip of this cough syrup and you be Listen, better Robot- you, robitussin what's you, in robitussin if people if you have a headache the codeine and that joint is and you taking the ibuprofen or tylenol is the only thing that's going to alleviate that headache you're going to take it you have no idea what's in it you have no idea what 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 you what, just want to feel better. You just want to feel better. In this case, you just want to live. Exactly. So with the vaccine, it's pretty much close to the same thing. You don't know what the ingredients are for the things that you you're putting into your body every single day, every single day, all the time. You don't know what the ingredients are. So people get themselves like, I mean, even oh, in what's in the vaccine? You know oh, what's in the that. vaccine? Or oh, how fast can they do it? No, folks. I mean. Researchers, they research these type of things and they start working on these things before it even comes out. The problem is that it has to take time to see how effective the effectiveness is. So don't think that they probably didn't have these COVID vaccines miraculously started being generated. No, they've had vaccines for things similar to it. Remember, it's it's the abbreviation for it. I want to be able to give it to you the correct way and make sure I'm right. It is. Let me see how it is. As she currently scrolls looking for the information on the phone no. so it could be accurate. No, exactly. So it could be accurate. I want it to be Yes, accurate. full transparency, people. We use Google. We know how to use the Google box. <laughs> <laughs> well, while she's searching for that, it's just, you know, the world is changing and, and you have to kind of adapt to survive because if you continue with old world thinking, 
with new world problems, you, you know, those two things aren't really going to match up. So, you know, you just got to be smart and, and just, you know, as much as you want your quote unquote, you know, freedom and that whole narrative, you know, you just got to keep other people in mind. So I'm back. So I got the, the, the full information so I can be able to say it correctly. So the name of this virus is the SARS-CoV-2, which stands for Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2. The people don't understand. SARS has been around for many, 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 many years. It's an upper respiratory um, virus that has sent people to the hospital, has killed people. It's made them very ill. Combine it with the coronavirus, which also has been around for a long time. That just coronavirus hasn't didn't just pop up. It's been around for a while. But combine those two viruses together becomes a problem. Became a problem. If you really think about it. So, you know, if I'm incorrect, by all means, reach out, let me know. But and then they we got have the we, variants. We have and then yeah, then and then you have lecture variants. So you're protecting your 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 respiratory. If you catch a cold, OMG, people freak out. They catch a cold, they start coughing, they run into the doctor, they're trying to get medicine. They're like, give me, like you said, some Robitussin, some Buckley's, something. And <laughs> then I'm asking getting that double t- double. Or triple the amount being that bad. And by all means, you know, I hear people now that on this uh, some kind of horse tranquilizer or horse medication in Vermectin and Joe Rogan is taking it and all this. I looked it up. Do you know what people, do you know what the side effect of intervermectin is or intermectin, whatever the name of this thing is? You literally shit to death. That is the side effect. You shit until you die. Now, I don't know, but you know what? I don't see anybody getting the vaccine and having that as a side effect. So, you know, these these people that pop up with these random pharmaceuticals that they think help, you know, they got their money in the stock in the stock somewhere because, you know, it's meant for a 1,500-pound animal. And you want to take it as a human, good luck with that, you know. If anybody out there is using this stuff and you want to give us a call, by all means, come on the podcast, discuss this, because it would be an interesting uh, angle. But, um, yeah, so, you know, please, people, just be smart. Yeah, just be smart about what you decide you want to do. You, of course, you do have your freedom to do what you wish with your body is your body. Um, In terms of, like, people going on, it's our civil liberty and this is a free country. No, it's not. That's that's the start there. It's not. This is not a free country. You can do what you want. That you don't have people. You don't want people telling you what to do, like the government. You go to work every day. Yeah. You got a manager. That manager has a regional manager. That, that regional, regional manager, manager has a director. And they all under pressure. And they all under all under pressure. So at the end of the day, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. And you're gonna one that's gonna get get the most out of everything. You're gonna get the the the, the brunt of everything because you got to get it done. 
So you're not free when it comes to you have to go to work every day and deal with that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? You're not free. So saying that you have freedom, no, you're not free because you got to go to work. You got to make money. You don't make money. You don't pay your bills. You don't pay your mortgage. You don't pay your rent. You're in the streets. You have nothing. Your kids have nothing. Your family has nothing. And if you catch COVID, then so, you're dead. Then I so saying that is total freedom now because if it was total freedom, everybody would have a million dollars in their bank account and everybody could just do what they want. That's total freedom. But I worry about paying taxes or doing any of that. That's total freedom. They can still do that. They just have to move to the jungle. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, there's no total freedom. I was like, your kids got to go to school. They don't go to school. They don't pass the state. They get left back in this grade or they get kicked out of school. But They know, don't have freedom. The, the only thing is there's a thin line between it. So, yes, we all have freedom. But then there's kind of rules and regulations and protocols to that freedom. follow within that freedom. freedom. Right? With freedom comes responsibility. It ain't just you know free will and everybody's yeah. just running the streets acting crazy. So, you know, that's what people get caught up. And then they forget that. I forget how to be human. It becomes a label. It becomes, I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm a this. I'm a that. And they fly with that flag first, as opposed to the first flag being, first, I'm human. And regardless if this person's Republican or this person's Democrat or this person's Black or this person's this or this person's that, or this person speaks that language, or they wear that color, or their hair is this color. I mean, that's everybody's running behind these flags. And now all these flags are waving, and everybody's flag is against everybody else's flag. So instead of it being one flag, okay, let me deal with this person as a human being first. They don't want to do that. It's all about, no, I'm a Republican, and, and this person said I must take this to be a Republican, not even dealing with being an actual human being. So that's where we're getting lost in, 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 in the sauce with all of this kind of stuff because people are just bugging out behind, you know, I'm a Republican or I'm a red hat or I'm a blue hat or I'm a green shirt or I'm a, you know, and it's that's the sad part. Nobody's human. Everybody's a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, well, it goes back to even um materialistic stuff. Everybody's, you know, I want Jordans. I want Gucci. I want Fendi. I want Prada. Or I want this and that. And it becomes that instead of, you know, but I digress. No, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, unfortunately, we, I mean, everybody's going to have, like I said, different opinions and stuff about everything and what they feel, how they want to handle things. I just, you know, urge and wish more that people will really, really, just really think about it and say, you know what, it's time. It's time. It's time for us to just, you know, just stop all the politics and just get this done try to get rid of this thing and figure out what not to get it again yeah or figure out where our great-grandchildren or our grandchildren don't have to deal with this because it was a hundred years ago a little bit more than a hundred years ago the last major pandemic happened so you know well yeah and i mean it's hey folks sorry about that i mean we didn't want you know we told you we're going to talk about everything from the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, so, and it hit us. It hit me personally, so I can, you know, I can tell you how it actually felt. But, you know, this is a space for real talk, real situations, real stuff that real people go through. You know, and, and sometimes it's going to sound happy and sometimes it's going to sound bad, but, you know, there's no filters here. So yeah. this is not a Hollywood production. This is, doesn't have a production team. This is a husband and a wife in South Florida with their two kids and their dog trying to figure out life like everybody else. And the cat. Yeah, yeah we can't forget Shadow. We ain't forget Shadow. But I digress. 
So, yeah. So, you know, this is what this podcast is about. You know, real world problems, real world things coming from, you know, real, real, real people. Real, real people. <laughs> real people. Um, so we do thank you for allowing us um, some of your time, 24 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes of your time. Um for us to just you know say how we feel whatever like i said you can reach out you reach out to us on um everything and everything we're on all social media all platforms social. and then you know this this but you know if you reach out and you don't like what we said hey let's have a conversation about it it's not about you know name calling or anything it's about yeah, real people human. conversation if you got a real legit like hey this is i don't like Hey, let's talk about it. I'm and not even if you did like it, give us a call. And talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, talk about it. But um, yeah, but anything, but of any subject, not just this particular subject, but any subject. Like the last couple of you know two episodes we had before, we were kind of you know joking around certain things. But you know, we want you to know that we we we're, we're serious and we're funny and we're sarcastic and we goofballs. But we're here to entertain you, and you know. Yeah, create what? Like I don't know. It's a good word for it. Create magic. How about that? Yes. Because we're not perfect, and like I said, um, you know, you want to get at us? We're all over social media. Um, and I'm Kevin Tolliver Lyons. I am a real estate agent, Coal Banker. If you want to check my other podcast, it is called Welcome to the Good Life, the South Florida Real Estate Edition, where I just chop it up about local South Florida uh, real estate. Uh, I call it the three P's, the people, the players, and the prices. So if you ever want to check that out, uh, I'll have it. I'll put a link into that online. And uh, get ready for our next episode of Straight From The Lines Then podcast. Really quick, I want to say what? just a segue really quick to your real estate. Um, no, one thing is that I want to say, I was like one of the best, best decisions we made for ourselves and for our kids was buying real estate. We ended up buying a house um two years ago a little over two years ago right before the pandemic right before the pandemic 2019 we signed on the data line for our home on the Which 14th of february two days after our wet our, our 20th wedding no two days after our 19th wedding anniversary yep. and the valentine's day but it was like one of the best things in the world and the best thing that a person always needs is to know know the market know what they're looking for know what they want and be realistic about what they can afford. Realistic about what they can afford. So, yes. So, when your podcast, I know that you're going to talk about all of those things because you're going to talk about it as a person that went through the process and a person that knows how to put, get a person through the process. So, you know, listen for that podcast, the real estate podcast. It could be really interesting. You learn about the market, you learn about what's going on, you know, the realities about certain things. And, we're people that actually went through it fairly, yeah. relatively, relatively quickly, relatively quickly, uh, and also, but I mean, but I mean, but we're we're newbies at yeah. having a home. Yeah. So as instead of you, I mean, if you listen to somebody that's had a house for twenty years, they might give you a particular type of advice that may not really help you. Yeah, and we closed in seventeen days, which I heard is rather extremely quick on a house. That's just because we were on our P's and Q's, and every time we got an email, we took care of it and sent it right back within, you know, within the hour, if not within the half hour. 
And so we were able to go through that process. And now that we actually have the home, you know, I'm watching my wife look at HGTV and she's ready to transform <laughs> the entire house. So, you know, probably on the next episode of, of Straight From The Lions, then it is probably going to have something to do with one of the many projects that she has uh, masterfully started and completed here in the house. So as far as, you know, I'm end up talking about real estate, but what she'll talk about is the projects that she does in the house. And you can see them because they're pretty amazing. She'll, you know, go to Home Depot and buy a random box. And next thing you know, there's some kind of sculpture sitting in my backyard. I mean, I don't I don't have that many. I mean, I have projects that I started and like DIY things that I, I've done to try to do. But it's never perfect, folks. It never comes out perfect. It's perfect for us, for what, but it never comes out like perfect, perfect. So, and there's certain limits you have to have when it comes to these. But these, it's about um, the enjoyment these, of doing these, it. These projects. So, like us, like we really want to think about putting like, like what was it we wanted to do? Like, like pave like half of our grass because we have like, like an eighth, not an eighth, like, like a very, we have about eight thousand square feet of grass. Eight thousand. Yeah, because the total of the house, the total of the land is 9,000 square oh, yeah. feet. Our house is a little over 1,000 square feet. Next episode, how you can burn down your backyard because you don't want the grass <laughs> so anymore. the grass is, is a pain in the butt. But like I said, yeah. we can talk about, you know. All that, that soon. All that. Yeah. But going to the real estate um, podcast, it gives you information about the market. And also, Kevin, like he said, he is a real estate agent. So if you are interested, you are thinking about it, you're thinking about either buying or selling your home or buying a home or selling or, 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 or selling your home, reach out to him, send him a DM, let him know, hey, listen, I'm interested in finding out what's going on, and he will help you out through this whole process. All right? Sounds good. So thank you for listening, guys. It's been a pleasure. We are signing out, y'all. Peace. Right, peace. Bring the lion out, bring the lion out, bring the 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 bring